Hello and welcome to the August Access Live. And with us in the studio today is Commissioner Justin Troller and our Director of our Department of Information Technology, Mr. Terry Brigman. Also want to say back to school is in progress, so be careful with those buses. Teachers, hug a teacher because you know that they also have their back end and the hectic hustle and bustle of the first day of school. And to those kids entering new schools, more power to you. And we love the fact, we love our students, and be careful out there, especially with those buses. We've had issues in the past with individuals not adhering to the rules of the road, and just, just be careful as the students are out there. And have a little patience, not only for the buses, but teachers have some patience, students have patience, and parents have patience as we all work together during this, this time. Well, today, we do have a full schedule for you with our two guests. We're going to talk broadband. And Commissioner Troller, you are head of our broadband task force, is that correct? I am. You are. Tell us a little bit about that. What is the broadband task force, and what have you been charged to do? Well, you know, the broadband task force is made up of uh, city leadership, our department heads, and some uh, subject matter experts that are tasked with going through the process of evaluating uh, vendors um, to um, where do we go with the broadband uh, business plan. And so it's really a bunch of experts and some policymakers that have been put together just to lead that charge to, to get gather information and then to, to really disseminate it among the community to find out which way we would want to go if we were to pursue that, that opportunity. So we have a lot of listeners out there that uh, viewers that may not realize the fact that we have a pretty substantial backbone for broadband. We have over 300 miles of fiber. Terry, would you like to elaborate a little bit on sure. that? Sure, the city's had fiber since uh, the early 90s, really and it was originally put in for the Lake Electric substations. We've got about 350 miles of fiber in the ground. All of the city's uh, facilities run on our fiber, which already saves us a ton of money every year. So we're just looking how to best use that uh, infrastructure, that publicly owned infrastructure for the best use of our citizens. So our forefathers in the early 90s uh, may or may not have realized, but they were somewhat visionary at the time. Yeah. 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 So. The broadband task force, we have these 350 miles of fiber. Uh, we are looking at, we utilize the fiber to to service uh, uh, the city. We also lease some fiber, correct, Terry? Yes, we do. Okay. Yep, we lease dark fiber, which is really, uh, we don't provide the electronics on the end. The companies that would lease it to do that, which means they can run it as fast as they want to lease, uh, as fast as they want to run it. And uh, that brings in a little revenue to the city already, almost a half a million dollars a year that we bring in by leasing dark fiber. So who are some of our large dark fiber customers? Well, Lakeland Regional is our largest customer currently, but also uh, a number of others. Mr. Troller has a list here. We do lease to um, Clark and Daughtry, which is now part of the Lakeland Regional. Yep. Uh, we have Polk County School Board as well, I believe. Yeah, we have 49 schools of the Polk County School Board on our fiber. Mid-Florida Credit Union uh, uses our fiber, so there's a number of these. And we also lease to FiberLite, which is a provider, um, which, um, you know, they use the fiber so to resell to their customers. Explain to our, our viewers as well, what what is fiber? Why is fiber important? 
what's the difference between fiber and coaxial cable or copper cable as you, you hear a lot of the, the, the various terminology it has more future <laughs> it's faster uh, the technology improvements that are going on today are really all focused on fiber. Even for rolling out 5G, they're going to have to run on a fiber backbone. So fiber is, uh, they call it future-proof even, because it's going to, the fiber stays in the ground, you can change the electronics on the end and get new technology to up the speed. So it's, some of the fiber we have in the ground now has been there for over 15 years. So we still use that. It's glass fiber, correct? Yep. Glass strands. Yes. Yeah. Higher tech stuff than I Yeah, it's well. magic. But actually, the cable <laughs> itself might have 128 glass fibers in one cable or more, 256. Yeah. And so. you mentioned something about those that lease the fiber from us, they can run based on the electronics on each end as fast as they would like. Is, right. is there a, a governor? Is there a speed check on fiber or what's the, the maximum? Well, it's output. The speed check is the equipment <laughs> that you purchase. I mean, our local area network here in the city, we run over 10 gig already. Ooh. So it really has to do with the electronics. And okay. as we know, electronics, computers, they improve every year. So 10 gigs is quite a bit. Yep, quite a bit. Yeah. And so we're going to talk a little bit about our broadband plan. We hired Magellan Advisors to look at a cost analysis, if, if you will, right? right. To, to, to let us know if, if broadband is feasible. So we have some cost analysis and some things that we're gonna discuss right now. As you can see on the screen behind us here, we had a project timeline and we just met with Magellan and we're gonna go over some of the slides here of that they were at a point that, and they gave us a, a cost analysis. And before we get to that, there were some deployment options, the fiber hood, uh, citywide and city plus county. So Commissioner Troller, why don't you explain a little bit if you can, and, and, and Terry can jump in as well on the, the, the various models here. Yeah, so the first model they brought to us were called fiber hoods. And uh, that is something that's been used in, in cities throughout the country that are considering doing uh, a municipal utility with broadband. And fiber hoods are where uh, a government agency goes in and says how much uh, interest uh, is there in an area. And once they meet a certain threshold of 30%, 40% interest in that, in that area or neighborhood, then the city, uh, the municipality will go ahead and hook, hook those um, households up uh, to, to, to broadband. And uh, so that's what the fiber hoods uh, is. Citywide was um, the, the BLT or the business, the broadband leadership team talked about uh, along I with love the commission. BLTs, by the way. Yeah, BLTs are good. <laughs> um, do we do uh, focus the business plan on just the city limits? And uh, what does that look and feel like? What's the cost uh, per passing or uh, per drop? And then the third option was citywide plus county, and that would be really our entire Lake Electric Service territory. So there were a lot of decisions that had to be made on trying to really focus in on what uh, we were interested in as, as a committee. And the committee chose uh, focusing on citywide first. I think that's a good starting point is, um, you know, we understand that there are folks, our friends in the Lake Electric Service Territory that really uh, see the value in having uh, city internet, but we have to start somewhere. And so uh, the committee and the commission decided to have the, the consultants really focus in on citywide 
to give us what that looks and feels like, and then there's nothing to say that over time we can't expand that reach. So fiberhood is really you measure the interest of a neighborhood, and based on the interest that you have, you set a threshold, and if you have X number of individuals, whatever your threshold is that, that say they're interested or they're willing to sign up, then you go in there and you deploy and you do what's called the last mile. Right. And you, our fiber backbone, you connect the households to that fiber backbone. So um, there's some pluses and minus yes. pros and cons to all of these models. However, a, a fiber hood is, is definitely a con is uh, a prolonged rollout for your community. Was, yes. Is that would you say that's true? Yeah, that, and and it also gives the the uh, current providers an opportunity to go in and undercut uh, the city's right. um, operation, and so that really wasn't in the best interest of our community as a whole. And so the committee just decided not to even uh, entertain anything about fiber hoods. We understand that there are pros and cons by getting a certain take rate, but that really doesn't really serve us well as a community as a whole to go in and individualize each community because uh, the current providers would go in and probably undercut us. So. Lake Electric Service Territory, it expands beyond the city limits. So we, we, we have uh, electric service in the Polk City, as an example, in the Green Swamp area as well, and then of course further south, east, and west. But um, I'm not sure, and that's I'm going to look to Terry to this. Terry, do we have fiber all the way out to some of these locations? We do. We have fiber covering the entire Lake Electric Territory because okay. it goes to every substation. But still, it's less dense yes. in the county area than it is in the city limits. So I think going with the city limits makes a whole sure. lot of sense uh, from an investment perspective, from an engineering and rollout perspective. I think taking smaller bites makes a lot of sense for the city. Yes. And then, uh, like Commissioner said, later on, if we're very successful in the city, then we can look to expanding beyond that. So right now, we're looking at... Uh, a city rollout and and uh, let's just real quickly what are the next steps we just met with Magellan and they said they're going to come back to us in a few weeks what what are they coming back with so on August 19th uh, the Commission will get together and, and the, the leadership team and Magellan will give us the 20-year financials of what it looks and feels like for the citywide model that we chose uh, a few weeks ago and I think that's kind of important because it'll give us a roadmap um, to see if we have an appetite to move forward. And, and I know there are folks that I talk to in the community all the time about this issue, and people are excited. Yeah. And so when we get those figures, I don't think we're going to be sticker shocked. I think that it's, it's uh, an investment that we just need to make sure that we let our folks know that the, the, the real value lies in building the foundation on top of the foundation that already exists for, for future generations. So um, that's where we are. August 19th will be the day that uh, we get those figures, and then we'll decide on what, um, what, and where we go from there. I would anticipate that we'll have some community meetings as a commission yeah. to reach out to folks, different neighborhood groups, um, and and really get a feel of the community on on, on the direction and, and their enthusiasm to move forward with uh, such a project. So there are a few things that we need to explain to our viewers regarding um, some of the terminology they're going to see. We have triple play. What explain um, what triple play is, please? Well, yeah, well, <laughs> it's exactly what it is. It's it's internet, telephone, and television. Um, and you know, we initially, as as a leadership team, didn't necessarily want to enter into telephone and or television. However, um, our consultants brought to us that 
to be uh, competitive with the current providers that are out there. People don't really want to have internet with one person or one business and then cable or, or um, televo television with someone else. And so, um, at least offer it. At least offer it, right. Yeah. So it just makes sense. And so now you can compare apples to apples and people can make those decisions um, for the, each of their households or businesses on dealing with one provider for all their services. Sure. It's almost like a one-stop shop. So, so we understand that there are a non, some of the criticism that I received is, you know, don't, you guys get with the times that um, over 50% of the individuals out there have cut the cord. Um, I, my household cut the cord two years ago, and I, I don't think anybody on the communication staff has cable. You know, we do our little impromptu surveys. We understand that, and there are options for internet only. However, the current providers do offer triple play with television services as well as a voice over IP phone services. So in order to, to be competitive with, with those individuals, you, you at least have to offer it. Yeah, the good thing today uh, is with offering that we don't have to make a huge capital investment. We can partner Expl with another. Explain that. Right. When we uh, In 2016, we did a, a plan that really looked very broadly at anything that we could do. Um, and at that time, you had to invest multi-millions of dollars into head-in equipment to provide video services. You don't have to do that today. There's a lot of companies out there that provide these video services and telephone services uh, over the internet. So we can develop a business relationship with a provider of uh, television services and consume that as we need to. And as those numbers continue to change and drop, we can adjust. Yeah, good. And the other thing is residential take rate. So explain a little bit about that terminology. Well, the take rate is just how many, what, what percentage of the market do you, do you have? And so uh, the business plan is, uses a very conservative number, about 38.06%, so 38%, um, as a conservative estimate uh, moving forward with our financials. And so I personally think that the, the rate will be higher. There are some communities throughout the United States, uh, Longmont, Colorado, uh, they're at 60%, and there's some other communities that are at 70%. So I don't think we're going to be that much different. but. For planning purposes, I agree we should be conservative, but that 38% I think is is, is low and, and really attainable. So Liz, what would be possible? What would the cost the cost be? So guess what, Liz? We're going to get there. Um, so we pull up services and pricing, and the Magellan the the initial analysis came back based on their market research that we could offer internet services for 25 megabits uh, for less than $20 or right at $20. So you see the pricing right now on the screen. So 25 megabits at $19.99, 200 megabits at $49.99, uh, 400 megabits at $59.99, and then one gig at $99.99. So sign me up for that gig, right? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> So here's the pricing. So let's explain a little bit about what this what this means. Well, our consultants say compared to these prices to the current providers, they are they are lower. Um, but along with the pricing, I think um, it creates an opportunity for folks, um, not only residents but businesses, to to have uh, dispo more disposable income, uh, where businesses can grow, families can do more things. Um, you know, there's more value than just pricing. I know that's what many folks locally in our community want to know. How much is it going to cost? Yeah. And to, I'm telling you now, the cost is less than what the current providers are currently charging. The things that you can't see with this pricing is 
the customer service that you're going to get, the reliability um, that comes along with it. And so there's a lot of things that you can't see with this pricing besides it just being cheaper. There's, the city does a whole bu bunch of things well. I just think this is one more thing that we can just expand and, and provide outstanding customer service to our residents and businesses. So I want, I want to state, I believe this is for resident residential customers only. So this is. Uh, yeah, so um, another thing about this, the pricing is the consultant was charged with delivering us a business plan that's sustainable, yeah. meaning that all the capital investment that we have to make, all the operations that we have to do day to day to keep it running, this is the uh, pricing that was put together that would generate enough income so that we would have a sustainable, successful business. So Randy, are there business class that promises bandwidth rates? So I don't know. We do have business class pricing okay. as well. Yes, and business class uh, will be offered. Okay, so right now we're just talking about residential rates for, yeah. for this particular. But, but the services will be offered to businesses Good. and uh, citizens. Well, thank you, Randy and Liz, for those questions. And, and Randy, you would assume that if we're uh, lower on the residential rates, I, I'm pretty confident that we're going to probably be lower on the business side too. So I'm, I have FIOS, and I don't believe FIOS offers residential customers the opportunity to have a gig. I, I don't think they do. I don't know. So I we, I believe we may be the only gig player in town if we, if we, if we offer that service. We may be. Yep. <laughs> awesome. So we have a couple of different options as well. We have the double play, um, which is uh, TV and and internet services, as well as triple play, which is phone, television, and internet. And we also understand, we just were discussing before we came live on air, that we're also gonna offer a package with internet and phone as well. So we understand um, based on our customer needs and what, what you guys are looking for, uh, we, we definitely have to offer the same services and products as the competitors. Absolutely. Yep. So next steps, we have Magellan coming to us on the 19th. Which is next Monday. Next Monday. And Todd, when will the residential be available to the public? That's a great question. Uh, what is our timeline? <laughs> well, I can tell you well, my so time. Before you go there, I just want to <laughs> let you know, it, when the ledger ran the story about $20 internet, and the headline was somewhat yeah. misleading, but, but the story was very accurate, so I don't want to. But I had a, a handful of phone calls come in, and... There are a number of people that are ready to sign up now, mm -hmm. and, and that's exactly what I told them. Well, we're, we're this is the first initial step. We're, we've got some time to go. How much time? I said probably at least a year. Yeah. But I'm looking to you guys. Yeah. What what would you say? Well, I, I can tell you. I'm, I mean, I anticipate um, the the commissioner or community making a decision by the end of this year on yeah. uh, direction to move out, uh, move forward with. Um, you know, year one uh, would be engineering and funding and organizational structure, and then a rollout would be year two with construction and then signing folks up. So uh, probably by the beginning of 2022, middle of 2022, uh, or 21, excuse me, we would anticipate signing folks up. But, um, you know, we've been talking about this issue for, for about eight years now. And so I think it's time for us either to move forward or to really focus our energies uh, somewhere else. But for those folks that are saying, how soon can we sign up? I know there are communities that are getting locked into five-year deals with the current providers. And so my advice to you would be just to hold off. Um, but we are, if we were to move forward, a decision would be made sometime before the end of this year, uh, and then 2020 would be a good time 
to figure out funding and uh, engineering, and then what they roll out in 2021 for folks to sign up. So David just tuned in, and he assumes phone is landline only. No, it would be voice over IP. Right, internet-based telephone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, and I, I think he was referring to it would not be cellular. No, service. we're not going to offer cellular. Right. And Terry, is that timeline? Yeah, that, that is what's been proposed by the consultant, and that seems to make sense because we'd have a lot to put in place. I mean, even after the commission makes a decision to move forward, uh, we're setting up a whole new department in the city, and we've got to do it right Correct. the first time. We want to make sure that we're offering great service, a lot of engineering to do to put in place, and then the construction itself. So there's a lot of work that the city's going to have to do and uh, processes and procedures to get into place. Commissioners, we're waiting for this next question before we go into financials. As our listeners, how can they show their support? Yeah, well, thank you, Kevin. That's, that's really important. <laughs> I'm glad you asked that question. Um, I would, uh, if you're, you're a Lakelander out there or someone that's interested, I would email the, email your elected officials at citycommission at lakelandgov.net and give us, give us your opinions, your thoughts, your concerns, your criticisms. Uh, we'll, we welcome all of it. Um, but, you know, one thing that I think is missing from the conversation is, um, how we're already using some of uh, the broadband backbone, the fiber backbone to, to manage our city, whether it's smart meters with water, smart meters with electric, uh, our power plant, uh, water supply needs. And so there's a lot of things that but we use broadband for, for government efficiencies, which keeps our taxes low. So there's a number of things that, that broadband uh, can do uh, for our city. So uh, contact us, city commission at lakelandgov.net. Contact your neighbors, call us, uh, talk to, to news folks, but let us hear from you because it is very, very important that we represent the interests of our community and, and really use the, 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 the infrastructure that you've already paid for, that we continue to pay for uh, moving forward. So Randy um, had a follow-up. Where will lines come from? Are, is it power lines? And can I do the build-out on my properties now? No, you can't personally <laughs> do the build-out, but we already have the fiber installed, so it's in a number of places. It, it's, it, it is in some instances along the power lines, in other places it's below ground. Is that correct, right. Terry? Most, most of our fiber is hanging on electric, electric, electric poles. Yeah. So the electric's up high and the fiber's down low. So the build-out would include, like you said, Kevin, the last mile, where we run that fiber to the house and connect it to a device at the house. But that is something that the broadband department will do for our customers. Yeah. So now you can't personally. And I like Randy. Up. I like your enthusiasm. Yeah. So communicate with us and let us know that you're ready to sign up right now. That will be helpful to us. But don't get on a power line. Yeah. No, please don't. So we have another question coming in right now. But while we're 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 getting that, let's talk a little bit about the finances. That's that's a big big step. Yeah. Absolutely. So absolutely. Uh, right now we you can uh, brought the, the finances up and Fiber Hoods is out. Right. Yes. So we're not even considering fiber fiber hoods, and really out of out of the 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 headings here, fiber hoods within city, no FIOS within city with FIOS. That's what we really are looking at. So we're looking at that column within city with FIOS, meaning that the city would offer, um, if we decided to go into this, we would offer broadband services throughout the the city of Lakeland uh, map. And it wouldn't matter if you have FIOS or what, who, what a, your other provider would be, we're still going to offer within that map, correct? Correct. Right. All right. So with that being said, the total investment uh, for that last mile and for engineering services and, and we'd have to, as, as 
Terry Rigman stated as well, they'd have to basically create a whole new department with, with uh, uh, service technicians and, and the gamut to, to, to provide this to our customers. So that total investment is $96 million. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it is a lot, but it wasn't. A, it's not as much as we first envisioned a few years ago. Uh, that's because we, uh, the consultants, actually spent time looking at the, the infrastructure that we currently have. And interesting enough, part of that ninety-six million dollars is about sixteen to seventeen million dollars as working capital um, that you'll need to, to for your ongoing operation. And within that amount, there's about fifteen percent contingency. So another fifteen million dollars in contingency. So really, the true cost. Uh, is about $65 million to wire up our entire uh, city, 74 square miles of, of the city limit. So, wow. you know, when you break it down to that um, that level, you know, what is the real cost? And so uh, the $96 million is a high number. It's lower than what we originally thought. But in that number is working capital per year and also 15% um, contingency, which is another $15 million. So, Robert, Spectrum Internet Assist. A member of households must be a recipient of one of the following programs. National School Lunch Program, Free Reduced Lunch Cost, Community Established Provision. Yeah, we, we are definitely aware that, in other words, what Robert is stating, that um, providers must offer a, a an internet service based on a certain income level. And we're certainly aware of that. And we actually do some of that now, and we don't even offer internet services. So we'll, Robert, we're going to thank you for that. We're going to let Terry talk about some of our programs now. Well, the City Commission has been very focused on what they call the digital divide. Yes. Um, lower income uh, folks that can't afford high-priced internet, they still have a great need for internet services. I mean, you can't apply for a job anymore without having right. internet services. So we will, that's been a focus for the City Commission, and we will, this is, you know, a sampling of offerings and prices. Sure. When we build out a department, we'll have a whole marketing plan and multiple scenarios, and we will have an offering for the digital divide. Yeah. But we also, because of the, the city commission's concentration on digital divide, uh, we, have, we have really uh, made a concentrated effort to expand Surf Lakeland oh, yeah. and some and of our other mini services. Grants. We give right. mini grants to, to uh, yeah. organizations that uh, fill that gap on uh, the digital divide opportunity and so we, we provide dollars to hook those folks up to, to internet access. Yeah. Right. It's free Wi-Fi, free Surf Lakeland. The commission has submitted 20000 per year for grants mm -hmm. and uh, this past year Parker Street was installed and we'll be doing another one this year. Awesome. Good stuff. So getting back to cost, what really opened my eyes is when we were sitting in the consultant meeting was yeah the $96 million build out but the revenues exceed expenses in four to seven years. Yeah. And what, what this could mean is uh, a, a profit coming into the city that would help keep taxes down. Yes. So, Commissioner, someone who's a steward of the taxpayers' yeah. dollars, explain that a little bit. Yeah, you know, so it's kind of important that, uh, you know, after between four and seven years, you're looking at revenues over expenses. And so any of those folks that own businesses um, recognize that that's, uh, that is really impressive. And so uh, I think strategically rolling this out, we could uh, absolutely meet that goal. And with creating another revenue source, our folks in our community are all about um, user fees and people paying for services um, to, to, to keep our tax base low. And so if we can continue to create revenue streams, 
that are outside of, of property taxes, whether it's the hospital, whether it's um, lake electric, whether it's solid waste, whether it's water wastewater. This is just one more thing that I think can, can keep our taxes low because we have invested in our community and really leveraged the infrastructure we've already been paying for for the last 30 years to benefit us. And not only us now, but for generations in the future. So um, I know uh, the commission is a fan of, of, of enterprise funds that uh, users pay for and get a service at a high quality uh, with good customer service, but also we can reinvest back into our community and keeping our tax base low at the same time. So with that, if you will, for our viewers, if you go to the third column within the city with, with Fios and you go annual revenue to the city and you come down, you see $10.5 million. So what, what that's stating is um, after expenses have been paid, we're looking at possible profits of approximately $10 million. Yeah, that, I mean, it was, it was really impressive. And there's a number of things that we can do with that. And this is based on a 38% take rate. If we have a higher take rate, that number could potentially go up. Yes. And we could do a number of things with that. We could we could put that into the general fund, or we can reinvest it back into the debt service for the $96 million uh, cost. And so we can pay off, off the, the utility sooner rather than later. So there's a lot of options that that money allows us to do. And, you know, if we... If and when we get to that point, we as a community will have a conversation on which which direction to move. It's really a great position to be in, yes. to be honest with you. Yeah. So I'm going to ask one question, and we're, we've been in for 30 minutes, and um, we typically try to keep the shows at 30 minutes, and we appreciate our viewers asking the questions. Thank you very much. And if you got any more, please send, send them our way. And even when when we close the show, and and, and the comment section as individuals watch the video throughout the week, if you have questions, feel please feel free to, to post them and we'll, we'll answer them as we always do. But uh, why is it important to offer internet services? Uh, we know that uh, the demand for internet is growing. You have uh, your, your cell phones use data. Well, they are, you know, even if it flies through the air, it goes to a, to a backbone. Your, your services at your house with Netflix and whatever else demand for that is growing. But why is it important for the city of Lakeland um, to offer internet services when we have um, private companies that, that offer the same type of service? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. So to, to the people of Lakeland, I want to direct this directly to you. There are, there are folks that say government should not compete with the private sector. Um, and I would not necessarily disagree with that. However, um, the private sector says they are no longer investing in our community. They're, no more, they're not putting any more infrastructure into our community to prepare us for, for the future. And so um, government's role, I think, uh, is to make sure that our community, especially Lakeland, is prepared for the future. We have an infrastructure already in place. Um, I see it as a utility that is just an extension of water and wastewater, and it's, it's time for us to take advantage of that opportunity. We have paid for it for 30 years. Um, we're going to continue to pay for it whether we use it or not. There are some people that are already using it. Why can't we all use it? And so moving forward, we need to make sure that Lakeland is prepared for the future. You know, it's how we do our business transactions. It's how we tr uh, use transportation, our utilities, medicine, whether it's telecommuting or telemedicine, uh, education, and really, most importantly, is government efficiencies. And so those are the things, that the, 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 the ancillary things that, that will benefit our community with using our, our fiber backbone that you've already paid for. And so um, I'm not a fan of the uh, public sector competing with the private sector, but there is a time uh, like the, the highways of the 60s yes. and the 50s that you know the private sector wasn't building roadways. And so government came in and built the roadways. And, and we are a better 
uh, nation for that. And so this is just the roadways of, of the 21st century. We have the roadways uh, already in the ground and up in the air, and it's time for us to take advantage of it. All right. Terry, anything in closing that you'd I'm like good. to add to anything? Yeah, I appreciate you inviting me. Well, thank absolutely. You. It was very informative. Yeah, well, absolutely. thank you guys, and I'd love to have you perhaps uh, after we get our second Magellan study back and we digest it, and as we continue down this digital road, maybe we have you guys back. Yeah, that's All right. awesome. Well, thank you so much. Our next guest is Liz Holiday. We're going to talk about some of the things happening around the city, uh, social media. And once again, thank you to our guests, Terry Brigman and Commissioner Justin Troller. All right, Liz, how are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm awesome. Well, Liz, you have two school-aged children. How was your morning today? Yes, it was, it was hectic. Uh, one's going into middle school and one's still in elementary school. Yeah, very hectic. And I have a senior in high school, and truthfully, it wasn't hectic for me. He got up on his own and left and drove. I saw him drive by as I was walking the dogs at quarter so till seven. So you didn't seven. get a first day of school pick? My wife did. My wife did. Oh, I well, was, you should share it with our Facebook album. Bingo, that's where I'm going. So share with us. Tell us what we're doing. Um, so on our Facebook page, you are right now you can send us a private message and we will post your kids back to school um, first day of school picks all week we kind of get them all week usually the first week of school so go ahead and send them to us private message you can include their name if you'd like their first name and um, the, whatever grade they're going into so send us your first day back to school picks and we'll post them in our album on Facebook mm -hmm. it's right. already up we've already added a number of pictures today Awesome. People are sending them. Very good. Yeah, so a couple other things. Yes. As always, I want to tell everybody to follow us on all of our social media. Yes. We're at Lakeland Gov on Facebook, Instagram. You can find us on Nextdoor. We're just kind of there. You don't have to really um, find us, but you can type in City of Lakeland. And yeah, find us. We're on Snapchat, and we would love to interact with you because we know not all of you are always on Facebook. And we have the Lakeland app, Lakeland Gov app. And if you haven't gotten it yet, it's it's great. It takes us takes you to shortcuts, um, our most often used places where people need to find out information on our site. You can find them all very quickly through the app. There's events. There's important phone numbers. There's um, the Citizens Action Center. You can report a problem. You find a problem when you're out and about. You can just it, send a picture, and it'll uh, use uh, geolocation to tell us where to find whatever it is, whether it's a street light or something else. So definitely download the app. So you can find the app by searching Lakeland Gov in the Google Play Store or your, your Apple App Store. And let me just tell you, I was getting my hair cut a few weeks ago, and one of the, my barber was cutting my hair and was complaining about some flooding and, and, a, and a ditch and the city hasn't been there to clean, clean it out in a while. And I said, hey, do you have the city's app? He said, yes. I said, take a picture and that's all you gotta do. But it would be great if you could also fill out the little form there, but he, he did. He took the picture um, using the app for our reporter problem and the geolocate, geolocation services identified where that ditch was and we had someone contact him immediately and we went out there and we started working on the problem. So awesome. it works. So not only, we're not telling you just to download the app to report issues, but it's a handy tool to have. It has 
um, contact information in there, and soon to have information regarding downtown parking. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have links to parking maps and um, links to the Park Mobile app and all sorts of stuff. So keep if you downloaded it, we'll we'll uh, it'll we'll roll out the new updates as soon as they're available. So we are always looking at ways to assist the community, and we have one blood. Their mobile unit will be here at City Hall tomorrow. Um, so City Hall is located at 228 South Massachusetts Avenue. We're in the heart of downtown. Uh, we'll have the, the mobile blood unit here, blood mobile here. <laughs> and if we're asking, please come down and give blood. So they're going to be here between 8.30 and 1.30. And we'd like to see if we can get as many people to, to donate and give blood as possible. And I think new this for this, this outing is you get a cool little one blood cooler. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, there is a giveaway. Yeah, so it, it's pretty nice. So come down, give blood, you, we, and it assists your community, and it, it's just a good thing to do. So that's tomorrow at City Hall between 8.30 and 1.30. But look for the bus. It usually parks, it, it'll, it will be parked on um, Orange Street at Iowa. Yeah. So it's... Um, you can't miss it. Yeah, don't come into City Hall. It's a big blood. red bus. You can't miss it. So our next city commission meeting is Monday, August 19th at 3 p.m. And we have agenda study that morning. Yes, and a lot of people might not know this. We don't do Facebook Live for our city commission meetings, but um, you can watch online at lakelandgov.net slash TV. And you can watch, um, you can also watch on, let's see, Spectrum and Fios. So Spectrum 643 and Fios channel 43. Yeah, and there's a lunch and learn if you haven't registered already. It's free at Lakeland Electric, and there's you learn about gardening and um, and you can register online. That is on our events page. Check it out, and you can see what they'll be doing at this month's lunch and learn. And they do a number of lunch and learns at Lakeland Electric throughout the year. So you what you can lunch. see what you can see right now is our LakelandGov.net, our website. We've got communications pulled up, but you'll notice the Lakeland Government Network, and that's all of our social networks and things of that nature and way to, way to stay informed and engaged. But we also have an events page, so please um, just... Yeah, if you go to our events page, there's a lot of stuff there. You can, um, the library's revamping their schedule right now for back to school. They've got lots of awesome back to school um, classes that start around 3.30 p.m. now. They kind of took a break with some of those over the summer. So you can find that on um, on our events calendar, lakelandgov.net slash events. And um, yeah, they've always got lots of great stuff going on. Colton Museum of Art classes are going on as well. And we try to add all of that stuff on our calendar. But if you have a community event that you want to put on the calendar, when you go to that event page, there's a link that says submit your community event. And you can add, we will, uh, you can fill it out and we will add your event. So it's, Never too early to talk about Christmas, and we have the Holly Jolly Jingle Bell Jog right around the corner. December will be here before you know it, and I believe we're having, having you'll probably start seeing um, some codes mm -hmm. for that in the very near future, so you can have uh, some money off, almost like a Groupon for the run. Mm -hmm. Yes. So keep an eye on our social media because we'll definitely. And we have Plante Orcadium right around the corner. No, is it? It's orchidium. Orchidium. Yeah, mm -hmm. so. <laughs> orchids. Yeah. Not arcades, orchids. So <laughs> that's around the corner. Uh, so a lot going on. Back to school. School's back in today. So want to say 
hello and our condolences to the to the teachers and the parents <laughs> and everyone out there and just once again everyone be patient uh, a lot of hustle and bustle and things are new especially with, with buses please adhere to rules for roads with buses so once again tune in stay informed be engaged and thank you for viewing our access live on facebook we'll be back with you next month okay, see you next month thank you